Come live the life at 6.57 a.m. 6.57 a.m. 6.57 a.m. on a Friday evening. This is I Am Live and you're hanging out with myself, given illustrative as well as Charles Totoy coming in all the way from the Western Cape as per usual. Now, of course, this is the segment where we go in depth. So both you and I and Charles um, are going to be getting to know someone today. I like to think of these interviews that we do here as getting to know an individual um's life and also getting deeper into uh the conversations that they would like to share with us right so we're all getting to know each other in fact this should be a coffee and biscuits show shall organjan yeah. <laughs> it's funny that you mentioned that right because my bible study is actually called coffee and biscuit which is english or afrikaans for coffee, coffee and, and biscuits. biscuits right right <laughs> <laughs> yeah no we should change the interview segment to just coffee and biscuits with uh sanel siwe <laughs> 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 that, that that would just be awesome Anyway, so we're going to head straight into it uh, We're going to get to know her as much as you're going to be joining us in getting to know her as well Sanal Siwa, how are you doing? Well, thank you Awesome, I'm doing fantastic, I'm doing fantastic Like I was mentioning earlier, mm. I'm excited for summer Yes And I, I hope, you know how when you're excited for things, ne? And then uh, that it comes. Yes. And then you don't do anything with it because you're not used to being intentional right. about it. Yo. <laughs> no, then that's a problem, eh? That is a problem. I've been waiting for summer. I is cannot it? stand winter. Is it? Winter, it's it's such a painful season for yeah, me. It yeah. hurts to be in winter. <laughs> I can't even sleep in winter because it's so cold. So I'm very I excited. understand completely. I can relate. You know what I do love about winter, though? Mm. The fact that you don't worry as much as to your outfit fits like in terms that's of what true. to wear yes. right like summer shows yeah, no. you flames <laughs> yeah you just want to wear something that's warm in winter exactly as long as you're warm then you're fine yeah, exactly that I, I can agree with that so let's get into knowing you and introducing you to our audience right so you are in film and theater as well that's correct. is it always a thing that um actors have to be in theater or do some actors not go that route um so you don't have to be in theater mm-hmm. um i know that from personal experience and, and then just listening to some of the veteran actors, it is better to start in theater oh, um, okay. to get some sort of a, a grounding as an actor, you yeah. know, so that you can have a, a very vast um, range within you, okay. you know, in terms of how to perform and your skill and all of that stuff. Mm, so it is mm. better to go to, to start in theater. But mm-hmm. if you, did not start in theater and mm-hmm. you have the talent and you are working on the skill of that specific medium, yeah. you can still do a good job. Can you so. often tell when you're, when you're watching particularly South African TV? Because I know it's actually quite ironic because yeah. theater is such a big part of South Africa's history. Yeah. Um, and at the same time, we're not supporting it as much as we should. Yo. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly speaking, how yeah. do you feel about that though? Um, look, I think... Mm-hmm. I think there are many reasons why I guess South Africans might not be supporting theater. Yeah. But one of the biggest things for me is accessibility. Oh. The fact that theater is one so far from most of the target market that we're dealing with yeah. in terms yeah. of the plays that we're putting out there mm-hmm. already sort of like eliminates them. And then also the prices can be very Ish. exorbitant. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So if a person is going to Stirland on a Tuesday and they are paying 
13 rand mm-hmm. and then they then they think about a theater show which is happening that exact same day and it's 150, 150 exactly you know what i'm saying exactly. but then on the flip side as an actor mm-hmm. you need them to play the 150 exactly. you know what i'm saying yeah. because that's going straight into your pocket and putting up a production is not easy i know and yeah. people always think oh but it's in a theater the theater's paying not all the time mm, you know mm, so yeah mm. there's 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 a lot going on and there's there's a lot of reasons why it is that way. And yeah. it is something that does worry me, especially now that COVID took place. So, so. is is theater still a big part of your journey? Do you, are you still actively involved in theater? Um, not currently. I haven't okay. been actively involved in theater since since the COVID happened. I was actually that's the reason why I was asking you actually. Because yeah. <laughs> like, I saw that there was a, a bit of a protest um yes. about like the fact that government is not being considerate of, um, I don't know if I should say our country's entertainers or talent, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, I, I really hate how the word talent mm. um, is not as respected. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at the same time, like we can all, every, Charles and I talk about this often. I don't mm-hmm. know if you remember, Charles, when we were talking about the fact that, um, um, talent is actually part of our lives. Like each and every one of us can remember a time mm. when a particular celebrity, an artist, yes. a musician, yeah. an actor has taken us through stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've had those moments, Charles, things that you grew up with mm. that you can't imagine your life without them. Dude, this afternoon I was actually listening to an, an album on my phone again and mm. when it started playing I was 14 years old again oh. imagine um, uh, the nostalgia and that's the thing that art can do to you oh. exactly yeah. exactly um, and, and I really think it's I'm hoping that it's something that we can come to value and appreciate again um, as South Africans like yeah. we don't we we really under we undervalue. I don't know if it's a capitalist mindset. I don't mm. want to be that guy who blames everything on capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because capitalism has taught us to appreciate um, certain things and then devalue others. Yes. Like anything that makes money, anything that moves you from one lifestyle to the other yep. or one class to the other, mm-hmm. you place more value and emphasis on those things. Um, and then everything else that doesn't serve you in that way, mm-hmm. you don't place mm-hmm. as, as much value in it. Yeah. Um, so I want to find out from you, what, what have you found in terms of the challenges that exist within um, the acting industry? Do you think it's still something you'd advise your younger self to pursue? Mm-hmm. I would absolutely. Yeah. I would, if I had to do this again, I would definitely do it again. Maybe I not the that. way I did it. Yeah. But yeah. I would definitely I do this again. And I always tell people, I don't know what's going to happen in the next five or 10 years, but mm. I'm like going to die in this industry. Yeah. This is me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, yeah. I don't even think about anything else. Mm. So it's, it's, it's definitely something that I would do. But, you know, it has come with challenges that can really break you. Yeah, like, I understand. It, if I did not have my faith, mm-hmm. I genuinely don't think that I would be able to continue in this industry. Mm. And I do think that God gives you a specific faith to be able to carry out the thing that you're supposed to be doing in this lifetime. Mm. Because there are just some situations where I was like, wow. I, I I don't know why I'm coming back. You yeah, know? Yeah. Um, but there is also a strange thing that happens that every single time I'm like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. It brings me back. <laughs> I know. So, you know what I'm saying? I'll be like, I'm done. And then yeah. a show will come up and I'm like, well, I mean, 
it was done for then, but exactly, I'm not done now. Exactly, know? exactly. So that's one of the things which 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 reminds me that oh yeah, then I am meant for this. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, I understand what you mean. Yeah. Um, would you say that um, the because here's the thing, right? I I can see that with regards to acting, mm-hmm. there are people who go through the route of going to school for it, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and actually becoming, I suppose, studying and becoming professionals, mm-hmm. um, and then you get those people who pursue it based on their talent mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. um which is this is going to lead me to another question but first i want to start here and eh? mm. um do you do you feel like acting it is important for a person to consider going the academic route like actually going to school for it mm-hmm. um or do you feel that a person who just feels they have the natural inclination for it yeah. should just you know watch some videos on youtube and mm-hmm. bam <laughs> Look, um, I will always tell people to go and study it. Yeah. And the reason that I say that is so that you have, you know, when you're studying something, you now understand what the terms are. Yes. So when you're on stage mm-hmm. and you, you don't, you haven't studied it, it's difficult now for a director to, to say stage down, stage up, you know, mm, bring in the, mm. do, you, do you get what I'm saying? There mm. are terms there that you might fall behind a bit yeah. because you didn't study this thing. Mm. But also I think there's a, a temperament that you need to have as an artist mm, and mm. Um, especially as a, as a performer that the nights, I mean, the days are long. Being okay. on set, taking take after take is long, mm. you know, um, being in a rehearsal space from six in the morning up until, I don't know, like five in the afternoon, doing the exact same thing, fixing up little things, you know, mm. can be very, very draining. So yeah. you're going to need to have the stamina. And that's what going to school gives you. It gives you skills to be able to tap into certain things, mm-hmm. even if you've had a difficult day. So if you're doing a crying scene, mm-hmm. but you were happy the entire day, exactly, yeah. then you've got methods to make you to get into that mode or breathing techniques that can help you to get there faster. So it's always best to go to school so that you develop these skills so that when you get on set, you become more of an asset than a liability. Ish, I know? love the way you phrase so, that. Hey? Yeah. Um, and I think it's also something that you can relate to Shal because you you're you're in um, sound engineering right and I imagine that if I were to come to you and then have to do the sound with you you have to now explain things to me in a very you know I don't know low grade way which no given this is an amplifier (laughs) this is called a mixer that's an audio interface right Shal (laughs) <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> it's hard not to get frustrated because yeah. I immediately go to my sound engineering lingo and yeah. then people yeah. don't understand it. It's yeah. the exact same with radio. I don't know if you've noticed, but you can walk into a studio and someone would tell you, can you hand me the cans? And if you haven't been in radio long enough, you wouldn't know that it's actually radio lingo for headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't know that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that actually is a, a scene that happened between him and I. We walked into oh. the studio <laughs> yeah. when I first came, came into doing this show. Yeah. And then he was like, hand me the cans. I'm like, the what? <laughs> <laughs> Which cans? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So then over time, I started learning the lingo yeah. as well. Like, But that's important though, Given, because mm-hmm. if you do get somebody who pe- perhaps wasn't able to go to school, yeah, the fact that you get somebody who comes up to you and says, can you please mentor me? Mm. That for me is something big mm. because it means that you're willing to do what you need to do. You're willing to do the work. So I think the main thing for me is, are you willing to do the work? Oh, you know, I so see. it's not necessarily about going to school because... Yeah. Lots of things happen there. But are you willing to really go into this industry and immerse yourself and learn as much as you can? Yeah, I see. You know, what that's you the mean. big deal for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was gonna say 
um, earlier, but I'll, I'll actually get to that question a bit later. So what would you say are some of your personal experience, right? But I, I know that probably some other act, actors and actresses could relate as well. Mm-hmm. But what are some of the biggest challenges that you see in the industry as a whole? <sighs> Gosh, where do I start? <laughs> um, Top three. Okay. Number one would be the casting. Okay. For me, casting is so important because what is happening now is that you get well-trained, well-experienced actors Mm. who are on the sidelines because there's almost like a popularity contest going on. And so you see more influencers coming into the industry and um, being placed in these roles. Mm. And so Mm. the issue is not necessarily whether the person can can do it or not. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, the issue is... If, if if influencers are going to be used more than actors, then what then does what's the point of this entire thing? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. And then also when the influencers are on on set or on stage or whatever and they're not doing their job, why then are you shaming them? Because you knew they weren't going to be able exactly. to do this. So why are you shaming them? So I think for me South African casting is is very I worry about it a lot. It's mm. there it's it's never really who is the best person for the job. Yeah. It's more like who can who can bring in the most um viewership. Yeah. Regardless of whether the story is being told well or not. Mm. You know, mm. and, and that's just it shouldn't be that way because the reason that we fell in love with Pamela Nomvete from Generations, we did not know her before yes, Generations true started. Story. Yeah. But she brought such a fire mm. of talent, of skill, of presence that by, by the first episode we're already like who was that? Who was that? The same exactly. thing with Yizo Yizo. What was that? Mm, you know? Mm. And these are people which were unknown. So I don't understand why we feel like we need to put a presenter who who doesn't know how to act in a position of somebody who could really do a lot with this role. Yeah. So that would be number one. And then number two, funding. I can tell you feel quite strongly about Very that strongly <laughs> about it. Oh I my gosh, Kevin. <laughs> Very strongly about it. Because you see the quality of the show going down. Yeah. You know, and, and I think what, what also... Um, is troublesome to me is the fact that, okay, now that you've got these influences there, mm. why don't you send a, an acting coach exactly. on set so exactly. that they can at least get into it? Mm. I, I really don't believe that people just cannot act. I really do feel like if you work with somebody mm-hmm. and you really try to, to, to look at what are their strengths and weaknesses in terms of um, executing this role, yeah. you know, there's something beautiful that can come out of there, mm. you know? Mm. Um, but, but there isn't... Nobody's taking time to investigate in these scripts. Even the scripts, I think the second thing for me is the scripts I can see are not well-researched. Oh. You know, um, I always, one of the big things which kind of like really just, you know, makes me unsettled is the gangsters and the sangomas and okay. the pastors in South Africa, mm. South African television. Mm. You know, in South Africa, you've got different types of gangs. Yes. You know, you've got prison gangs, you've got gangs which are on the street. Mm. You know, um, you've got gangsters from Mitchell's Plain, you've got gangsters from Soweto, you've got gangsters from Harangua. How people speak in Soweto is not going to be the same as Mamelodi. True story, There's yeah. a different style that they're going to have, even if it's like slight. Mm-hmm. Um, the ranking that you are in a gang will determine how you move your body, how you speak, mm. you know, um, uh, where you are in South Africa will determine how you are executing these gang 
um, um, what mm-hmm. you will call uh, assignments of yours. Yeah, yeah. So it's now becomes weird if you've got a 28 gang member who's like pulling up all the 28 signs but has never been to prison in the narrative. Exactly. So you're like, but where did you learn all of this from? Mm, you know? Mm. And they're not giving any reference to somebody that they've learnt it. So now gangs all look the same. Gangsters all look oh, the same. They walk the it, same. They talk the, the same. The danger of it is that that's how stereotypes are formed. Those are stereotypes. Exactly. You know? And exactly. yet an actor knows that if you've got a person like Mother Teresa, we all know her as this amazing and wonderful mm. person and whatever. But what does she do behind closed doors? Oh, what are I those see. absurd things that she does? You know, yeah, maybe yeah. does she, you know, have hay fever and she goes, you know, what are those things that she does that <laughs> oh will make that gosh. character colorful? That's such a good you know? example. <laughs> exactly. So, but now what's happening is we're going into the stereotype. So Sangomas are paid the same. Yeah. You know, we forget that as a Sangoma, you have like, uh, I guess, a head ancestor which mm, is mainly mm. driving you to do these things you know mm. and that's what the actor should do they should investigate so i think scripts are not being investigated yeah so now when it comes to performance then actors are a bit confused how to perform this because the script wasn't investigated oh. and then the director now struggles to execute the direction because now they have to be fighting you I know understand. to make yeah. this thing as something because the script wasn't substance i get there you. wasn't enough meat there unlike giving somebody shakespeare where there's so much iambic pentameter and there's there there are beats and there's subtext and mm, you know so you mm. know there's a lot that's going on there that the person this so actually the rem- it reminds me of a conversation that Charles and I were having um, mm. and he's a person who's quite passionate about this so mm. what you're saying right now reminds me of some of like it's like making a movie about the Is- Israelites mm-hmm. but not understanding their context Absolutely. right um, and Charles is, is quite well versed he's a theologian by the mm-hmm. way um, and I think Charles you, you often talk about the fact that you know like there are certain things traits within the Israel community and within the country um, certain things that women are allowed to do and men are not allowed to do is, is, is there a few things that you can share in terms of like mm-hmm. if you were to make a Christian movie these are the uh, cultural practices that you would pay attention to. You know what? I don't, I don't want to name and shame any series on this, but have you guys seen the Chosen series, which is apparently mm-hmm. this very high-rated se- Well, it's not apparently, but it is with this very high-rated series uh, depicting the life of Christ. But for some other odd reason, the actors they had were all from, uh, from probably from Europe, from the Western Ooh. world, and they're trying to fit into the Middle Eastern world, and they're forcing the Middle Eastern English accent. Oh, snap. Um, so, so that just, it's not mm-hmm. biblical, it's nothing like that, but it just drives me nuts. Because <laughs> you can hear the guy actually forcing to sound like Peter. Um, mm. But that's probably not, how he sounded like. <laughs> mm, mm, I understand what you mean. And then it makes it awkward for yeah. you yeah. as the as the viewer because you're like, especially if you're from the place. That's exactly what I'm thinking right now. Because yeah. I think what Charles is saying right now, anybody could go and say, but Jesus is for everybody. We yeah. can interpret him the way we want to. No. But it's important for, un- for us to understand that there is a cultural context yes. um, that is attached to Jesus's story, Absolutely. to Peter's story, to Paul's story. And someone in Israel, in Israel, 
is sitting there and thinking to themselves, but that's not what we do. Exactly. We don't actually mm. greet each other that way. We don't sound like that. Um, and when someone who's mm. outside of your cultural context, uh, when someone within your cultural context imitates your cultural context in a wrong way, Ooh. you can you can get over it. But when someone who's outside Yo. does it, um, <laughs> it becomes a lot harder to accept. <laughs> yeah, especially when they're doing it for profit. It becomes and, and a also, lot harder. Why do you want to do that as an artist? Yeah. You're telling a story. Mm, it's already mm. there. And the Bible is so well written. Exactly. You know, so it gives you everything you need. You, that's a very good so, point. So I don't know why you would want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I completely yeah. get you. I com- I suppose that's where um, actors, even though I, I, I do understand that in what you're saying, um, you're saying there is a certain level of due diligence that the mm. script writers need to do. Absolutely. Uh, because I know that writers also at times double as researchers yes. themselves. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's a certain level of due diligence that they need to do in order to make sure that this is the context is, is, is proper, mm-hmm. that they understand how, for example, if you're writing a, a film about something happening in Swaziland yes. um, and you don't demonstrate the fact that when a woman in Swaziland walks into a room mm. or for example, the king mm. is coming to visit your company. Mm. You need to buy him. There has to be a gift. See. Uh, exactly. And sure. when women walk in a room, they need to, Ugu's Toba is what we call it yeah. in, in Zulu. Yeah. Um, so that just means you need to show as a sign of respect, you need to humble yourself, yes. not at heart, physically. Physically, yes. You understand what the I mean? At heart, you'll see later. Exactly. Exactly. Now, here's the golden part that I wanted us to get to, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, you've already, remember, I kept saying there's something I'll get to. You've mm-hmm. already answered it because mm-hmm. I wanted to discuss the issue of, you know, people get, like comedians do this a lot in America, mm-hmm. where, where once you've become a famous comedian, mm-hmm. you will either become a host mm-hmm. or you'll become an actor. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's a huge trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what I've realized with Americans, for the most most part mm-hmm. is that they go for that extensive training yes. in order to you know they they really yeah, do work that do. muscle exactly really exactly but now here's the meat of our conversation right and I, i'm going to give you the time to just go into as much depth as you want to mm-hmm. um what is your of all of this how has your experience been uh, in terms of your journey from when you started to now mm-hmm. how has your experience been as a christian in this environment Right. Um, Have you gotten a script that says you're going to be... Gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So I think, you know, um, I haven't had any huge moments in Mm. terms of um, getting a script and feeling like, oh, I cannot absolutely do this, you know? Um, I've also not had any, like, hectic experiences. Some of the horror stories that I hear, Mm. you know, about some sexual violence, um, about doing a role, and then you didn't get anything for it, Mm. or stuff like that. So I really haven't had, like, difficulties in terms of that, like these big sort of trending difficulties. Yeah. But what I can say is that, you know, the arts comes with so many different beliefs. Yeah. You know, everybody's spiritual and very hearty and, you know, they're different. There's, there's a lot of belief in ancestors and, you know, um, there's just so many different beliefs that are in the art. I in the arts. Yeah. Um, being a, the smallest thing, like being alive, can mm. be a, a, a religion in the arts. So I think for me... It's come in moments where I've I've had to decide in this situation to be the peacemaker. Mm. You know, um, if everybody's complaining about something, I need to decide, okay, 
I can't be a part of this because this is actually gossip. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. Or I'm getting a script and feeling like I cannot do this, not because it's necessarily a wrong role, Mm -hmm. according to the worldly standards, but I know that in front of Christ, this is not going to be acceptable. And before I am an actor, I'm a Christian. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So it's those decisions that I said before I start this thing, I need to make those boundaries very clear. Yeah. You know, about what type of roles will I take and what type of roles will I not take, you know, and, and making those boundaries clear. But also... To stand up for what you think is right, mm, you know, mm. and not right according to worldly standards, but right according to Christ. So if you do see an injustice of some sort, then you should be able to stand up for it. Exactly. And that has costed me quite a lot. I can imagine. Know? And um, I've actually been kicked off a production because I pointed out something that I shouldn't have apparently pointed out. And I would, I, I remember thinking, should I apologize? But if I apologize, then how am I going to face myself? Mm, you know what mm, I'm saying? Mm. Or am I doing this because I'm proud? No, I'm doing this because it was the right thing to do in front yeah, of Christ. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Mm. So, yeah, it's, it's those. It's, it's, being, it's realizing that you're not going to be accepted in every single room. Um, uh, but also, you would rather be accepted for who you are yeah. than somebody which you're saying you are maybe on social media. And then when they meet you, they're like, oh, but you're not all that's exactly. cracking. Exactly. What is this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So those are the difficulties. But I think the biggest thing is the emotional, the fact that you will not be employed at some point. I understand. And how do you, at times you're like, but is God, is this you? Mm. I want to work. I want to be this person who isn't idle and all of that. I really do believe that you said that I should come into this industry and now I'm not working. Mm. So it works with your pride. It, 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 it really messes with your emotional stability. Then there's depression. Then there's all of these things, you know, that Mm. comes after it. So that for me has sort of been the biggest thing, but funny enough, because of the church, because of my friends who are in Christ, you know, because of the family of people that I have around me who are in Christ, and some are not, but yeah. who are in Christ, that has really been the biggest deal for me. Mm. If I didn't have that, I'm, I'm not sure that I would have been able to do this. I understand, yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. So, sure. so those are s- some of the difficulties that I've, I've had to, to deal with. Yeah, and, and if you're, you're listening to this and, and these are... This is something that you're afraid of in whatever industry you might be entering into. I think it's a good opportunity to start meditating and praying about what standards you will have once you enter uh, whatever environment it may be. And also specifically the acting industry. Absolutely. Um, And don't uh, be afraid because everybody's making their standards. Mm, Whether they are mm. in Christ or not, people come in with their standards. Exactly. So you don't have to be afraid that, oh, no, I'm going to be the only person. No. You're a Christian and mm. you should come in the standards. Exactly. And and do it from the beginning so that people don't question you. They yeah. know that, oh, this person is like that from the beginning. So my final question for you is in terms of your acting journey and like roles you've played, mm-hmm. uh, what has been like your high when you were like, I'm actually here. <laughs> yeah. for, let, let's first start with a low yeah. and then you'll share your high. Okay. Um, my high was... And this is the weirdest thing, but it was performing for children's theater. What? And the I wouldn't reason, have expected that. Like, I'm telling you, that was 
I had made it. Yeah. When I got that audition, I had made it. And I'll tell you why. Because for the longest time, I had been doing pro bono work. Mm. And when I got that gig, I was finally paid mm. and paid for this thing that I love doing the most. Mm. And in a Disney show that wow. I grew up loving wow. and playing the character that I loved watching, you know, which was the stepmother wow. in Cinderella. Oh, wow. You know, so that for me was... <gasps> I made it, mm, you know, and it was, mm, it's at the Joburg Theater. It was part mm, of the pantomime sort of session at the People's Theater. Mm, but for me, the, the getting a paycheck from, from the thing that you love slapped differently yeah, than anything yeah, else that yeah, I've done. Yeah. And then also playing that role twice a day. Every single day. Imagine. I was the happiest with directors, which are top directors in South Africa, top theater directors in South Africa. I was just the happiest. Mm, I was really mm. just, that was my high. You were over the moon. I was over the moon. <laughs> I was telling everybody all the time. Yeah. You know? So I wanted you to start with your low Sorry, so that we yes. end with your high. Oh my but gosh. now we're going to end on your my low. God. We're going to end <laughs> on your low. <laughs> you know, but given, I don't think I have a low. Oh, okay. Like in terms of, in terms of like a role. In terms of a role or even a point in your in in, in your acting career when you were like I right. wanna hear yeah. I don't wanna go back here. You know, my my low and I hate to say this. Yeah. But my low was when I actually came to Christ. Oh you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like I had been, but this time like I really solidified it. Now I'm mm. like, you know what, I'm in Christ, I can't stop I can't do all of this. Yeah. And all the jobs left. Sure. Everything dried up. Like dried up. Hmm? Shall <laughs> do you see your Jesus? <laughs> So, yeah, shall. <laughs> so that was yeah, that was that was everything dried up. All the theater gigs stopped. All the auditions stopped. I lost an agent. Um, it, it was just dry, and mm, that was like mm. my my absolute low. But I thank God that he did that because I needed to do a lot of introspection. I see. You know, in I that see. year, um, mm. I was kind of off the rails, and I needed that. Sure. Unfortunately, we've gone a bit over time. (laughs) So I just want you to give your socials. If anybody wants to follow your career, if anybody wants to support you, work with you, where do they find you? All right, you can find me um, on Instagram at Sanelisiwe Jobotwana, Facebook Sanelisiwe Jobotwana. Um, I don't have Twitter. I think I do. Maybe I don't. I, I can't <laughs> I remember, but I it will be Sanelisiwe Jobotwana. So. Yeah, <laughs> like Twitter is very scary for me. So, but it's it's Sanelisiwe Jobotwana, and I'm on all social medias. I've got a YouTube account. Yeah, yeah, she's also Googleable, so. Yes. <laughs> Sanelisiwe Jobotwana. It is spelled exactly as you say it. Sanelisiwe Jobotwana. Yes. Absolutely.